Oh, well, hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Common Good Podcast. This is the home edition. Uh, we're coming straight to you from our homes. And uh, just so excited that you, you're joining in and uh, tuning in with us. I hope you're staying home. Hope you're staying healthy. Uh, man, these are crazy times, but uh, we are so thankful uh, for technology that allows us to continue to connect and connect with each other. And so uh, I think you're going to be really blessed today. If you are new to the Common Good podcast, uh, really the premise is simple. Uh, what we want to do uh, is we just want to highlight regular, everyday, ordinary people of faith uh, who are finding ways to, to use their skills, their passions, their gifts, uh, their talents, their influence, their resources for the common good. And the hope is that uh, as you hear these stories, you're going to be encouraged, you're going to be inspired. Uh, you might even be challenged to consider and to think and to reflect on uh, just your own unique God-given purpose and calling and uh, how God might be inviting you to, um, to use your resources and your influence uh, to work for the common good, uh, certainly in the spheres uh, that you occupy and the spaces that you occupy. And so uh, I'm so excited for this conversation today, and so I just want to jump right in. Uh, today on the show, on the podcast, uh, one of my all-time favorite people, uh, we've got Jen Lu in the house. Jen, what's going on? Hello, hello. It's good to see you. Thanks for, thanks for uh, letting us into your, um, into your home. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How you doing? Hanging in there? I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited to chat. Totally. Totally. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and I'm really excited. You know, I think, um, as I was even just kind of thinking about this conversation, um, just the journey, just to be able to, to be on the journey with you. And, um, I, I still remember, I think I still remember when you and Matt first started coming out to the church, <laughs> which was, I think we were saying three, almost four years ago now, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, it's so hard to believe it's been that long, but um, I, I still remember you guys sitting in the back. Kind of <laughs> out and, um, but one of the things I'll, I'll never forget is, um, you know, I'll remember seeing you guys coming into the church and the services. And uh, and then we had that one time where you guys reached out and we had that conversation. And uh, I just remember that conversation of just, uh, you know, the first time really just getting to know you and your story and your journey and, and just your heart. Um, even in that mm -hmm. space, I know there, you're in a season of, uh, kind of wrestling with faith a little bit and exploring and uh, kind of what what does faith look like and what does it mean and I, I just so loved your your authenticity and uh, just such a genuine heart so I've been super super blessed and uh, I'm glad that you're here uh, just to be able to share your story and your journey uh, with the rest of us. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. It's I what's really been awesome I think about growing with this common good community is that I've. I've felt so encouraged to be vulnerable and share in ways that I've never, I never have in my entire life. It wasn't until I started coming to church where I realized, you know, thinking back like, wow, I always thought I was really open and communicative about my feelings. Turns out I'm actually not very open about my feelings. And so kind of breaking through that initial um, like barrier and that fear, uh, it's been really rewarding so far. Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, and I think that's part of what's been special about um, just having you part of this community, right, is I think your ability to be open and transparent and honest about your own story and your own struggles, I think has really touched so many people. So uh, keep doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Hey, so, you know, this is the Common Good Podcast. There's obviously so many different things that we could talk about. Uh, but for the sake of this particular episode, uh, I wanted to, to speak specifically to you about kind of this topic of yoga. Uh, yoga, mindfulness, holistic wellness. Uh, I know yoga is a big part of your life. That's a big part of your faith journey. We're going to unpack that a little bit. Um, but uh, maybe for those that don't know, because I know you do, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, but for those that don't know, you are a certified yoga instructor. And um, where, where are you currently teaching at right now? Uh, so, so I'm currently on the teaching staff at this awesome studio uh, in Seattle called The Six. And so we're called The Six because it's short for the 206 Seattle zip code. So a lot of people get it confused with, yeah, a lot of people get it confused with Drake. They're like the six. I'm like, no, it stands for the 206. Um, and so it's a, uh, it's a really awesome place. And I, I did want to mention to all of our listeners, uh, cause I don't know a lot if a lot of people know this, but you Royce are the one that initially connected me with the studio owners. Um, so it's, been uh, it's pretty amazing that your introduction really helped propel my teaching career along in this way because I think up until then I was having a really hard time finding a studio that was a good fit um, and it's it's just awesome that God helped make that connection and it's become such a big part of my life yeah that's so wild shout out to Karen. shout out to Karen and Salmon by the way I know <laughs> come on <laughs> they're awesome well i mean so how's that even working right now obviously with uh, kind of the shelter in place staying at home you're not able to teach any classes are you guys doing anything virtually online right now or kind of everything's just on hold so what's what's really cool is that with with all the digital tools we have nowadays we have been able to do online classes okay. uh, we've been offering these classes for free um on instagram and so people are able to come join us. People that normally haven't been able to make it to the studio because of distance or budget or whatever have now been able to connect with the community uh, through Instagram. So we've, we've been able to connect with a really wide audience. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. so, so let's talk. I mean, yoga obviously is a big part of your life. Um, you're an instructor. Tell us maybe just to, to kind of maybe catch people up to speed who might not know, um, like how did you even get involved in, in yoga and I mean, what makes you go from like, I've taken yoga classes and I know people that do, how do you, like how did you get from like taking yoga to like becoming an instructor? What was kind of, I don't know, what inspired you to, to even do what you're doing right now? Mm, so, you know, when I think about yoga, I think people initially become interested in yoga for what might be some of the more or one of the more obvious reasons which is that physical practice people are either thinking oh i want to get more flexible i want to get some sort of a, a workout something in that realm or maybe they are drawn to the mindfulness aspect or stress reducing um but i think the way that i like to explain it is that yoga um became so important to me because I felt that it was a tool through which I could begin to cultivate self and body awareness, um, creating familiarity and understanding how to breathe, um, how my body liked to move. And that ends up being really different for a lot of people. And so um, 
I, I practiced consistently for about five years before I decided to um, do the teacher training. And when I, when I decided to do this teacher training, I didn't actually have the intention of teaching afterwards. Um, yeah, I never, I had never felt like I was a leader in that sense. I think I did it for just like a personal reason because I was curious about um, deepening my own practice and just learning more. Um, and so I had always, I was always telling people up until then, like, I don't know if I'm going to teach afterwards. I don't know if that's for me. Um, but you know, God had other plans. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So when you, um, like when you first started like doing it and you had mentioned, you know, kind of these different aspects and elements for you, um, were there, were there some kind of key things in terms of your experience of, of yoga that really, uh, like compelled you and inspired you to, uh, to continue to, to kind of practice and to, and to pursue that. Um, I, I know you've, you've talked even about how yoga was, um, even just a big part of like your own faith journey and your faith story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe you could even touch on some of that. Like what were some of those things about like what really drew you in and, and then kind of how did that play a role in, and kind of where you find your, yourself today? Even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, after I'd been practicing a few years, uh, there was something, there was something kind of calling me along this, this spiritual journey, wanting, uh, making me want to, I think, seek more, uh, which for me, seeking spirit, something spiritually was never really a, a huge interest of mine, but I think, um, after practicing yoga, it just, it awakened something in me. It, I, I would say it almost act, acted as a spiritual stepping stone um, because, you know, coming from a past that was non-religious, um, lots, of, lots of pain and loss dealing with, uh, that I was dealing with in my younger life, I found that being in that room at, that, at the yoga studio, um, it felt like one big exhale. Like I felt like I had been holding everything like so tight in my shoulders and in my fists and my jaw that when I walked into this room, I just like, I just suddenly felt it let go. And this was because walking into that yoga studio was the first time that anyone had ever told me, you are seen, you are enough and where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. And I think growing up feeling, you know, really inadequate, really lonely and misunderstood, it was something that I just, I really needed to hear. Um, and that was the first step in me letting my guard down. Um, and so as I started practicing more and more over time, I, I noticed that my teachers, as they taught classes, would very seamlessly weave in these concepts and themes about gratitude, uh, intentionality, loving yourself and others, um, surrendering to a higher power if you believed in one. And this way of thinking, and I think the manner in which it was explained to me was new. It was a completely new way of thinking for me. Um, And so I you know, like I mentioned just a moment ago, that defensiveness and that resistance that I had held in my body for so many years, 
uh, was starting to release itself because I was reminded repeatedly that I was already enough the way that I was. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, I just think a lot of those those themes that you talk about of like being enough, you know what I mean, and like finding this space where you can like be yourself and be seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so fascinating because those are oftentimes themes that we talk about in church. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to talk to you about this because I think, and maybe depending on how somebody's grown up in the faith, uh, or even if they're not part of the faith. At least a lot of what I've um, kind of understood in my early years was yoga was kind of this like mysterious thing, you know, and yeah. it almost seemed like if you're going to be a, a faith person or like a Christian, you couldn't even like, you couldn't do yoga. Like yoga was kind of mm-hmm. bad. You know, it kind of had like this aura about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like from the devil or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so I'm, as I'm hearing you talk about yoga, like that was not your experience. And maybe talk a little bit about kind of just that aside for you. Because I know when you first started doing yoga, you weren't a believer yet. Um, and I know part mm-hmm. of your story, right, is you were a self-proclaimed atheist. Um, yeah. Christian. Um, but yeah, maybe talk about even that journey for yourself, but then also like, I'd imagine like being able to reconcile something like yoga and your faith was, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a difficult thing to do. Like, how do you, how do you kind of find the, the connection or the correlation? Uh, is that even yeah. a possible thing As maybe for people that have grown up maybe with a different understanding of how mm-hmm. they, the lens in which they see something like yoga or mm-hmm. mindfulness or meditation even? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you um, would describe, you know, for those who maybe have grown up in faith, seeing yoga at this, as this mysterious, like, you know, don't, don't go there kind of thing. Right. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, on the opposite side, for those who didn't grow up in a church, see church that way too, like very mysterious. And, you know, you you hear all these stories, you know, very extreme stories, um, which I don't think are um, representative of, you know, the majority of the Christian population. Um, But you hear these stories or, um, or whatnot that just make you think, oh, you know, that's, I don't, I don't even want to go there. And, um, you know, and for Christians, perhaps hearing like extreme stories that are related to yoga, where it's like, oh, you know, that's not for me. That's so crazy. Um, but, and so for me growing up, I, I didn't grow up in a religious household. Um, but I, I always knew I was kind of, kind of vaguely familiar with the concept of God. Um, my, my mom had, you know, tried to seek community for us because my parents as, as Taiwanese immigrants didn't really have a strong community here. Mm. And so my mom would try to, you know, as, as good as, you know, as busy as she was, she tried to seek out these community opportunities for us. And some of those opportunities were with church, some were not. And so it's, it's just unfortunate because I think I, the few interactions that I had with church growing up um, were negative experiences and they happened at the same time that some, you know, horrible things were happening with my family in terms of like losing loved ones. And so there was a lot of negative correlation um, in, in my life in regards to 
Christianity and church. So I, because of all of that, I eventually um, decided to become an atheist because I felt that if God truly existed, he wouldn't have let all of these bad things happen. Um, you know, if he really existed, I wouldn't feel so alone and unseen, even though I was surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of just the, what my life looked like from probably when I was about 16 to age 26. And so that's a very drawn out chapter of um, my life where I was hurting so bad. Um, I had, you know, it was, oh gosh, it's, it's even hard to talk about now, even though I've, I feel like I've shared this story so many times. Um, but it was after finding yoga and I, I discovered yoga, uh, junior year of college. I, um, had told my mom that I was interested in trying yoga and she gave me her blessing by buying me my first yoga mat. And so I took that mat with me. Yeah. Um, I walked, walked into the first class and it's interesting because as I started continuing to practice more, it was in that space, uh, that room of yoga and meditation where God came in and he started to speak to me and he knew that, this is a place where I would listen um, or start to notice. And it was those, you know, from my teachers, those themes of gratitude, of being loved, of being enough. Um, I think that's why I so deeply identify with Common Good Church. And, um, you know, the idea that you don't connect with God only at church on a Sunday. And, um, yeah, that God works in the spaces you least expect him to. And, being told that I was enough uh, was God's way of letting me know that although I was this imperfect and, and broken person, um, that I was loved and I was forgiven. And I think that was the first time that that message really finally started to penetrate me. And um, it was because I was able to finally let my guard down after all these years. And it's... Um, I think that's why yoga is so powerful because it's kind of just about surrendering um, to the moment. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> it's crazy because that, that story, right, is like yoga was the, th yoga was the, the on-ramp, so to speak, for you to be yeah. able to explore spirituality, which then mm -hmm. in that place and in that posture and that space that you find God, like, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's a story that most people don't typically think about that, especially like if they come from maybe like a faith background, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no, you're not going to find God in that. Cause that's like, you know, you're, you're finding other things. Right. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's such a powerful thing. How has that translated in for you now that you're a believer? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I've been so encouraged by too, is even just your willingness to impart your gift and your, your wisdom uh, to even folks in our, in our community, in our church. And you've led a number of um, Christ-centered yoga flows and meditations. Mm -hmm. And uh, even that kind of perhaps for a lot of people see, sounds foreign, right? Or it sounds contradictory. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe totally. you can even talk about that. Talk about like what Christ-centered yoga is. And then just talk about like now that you're a person of faith, 
um, like how does that now infuse the way that you teach and how you practice? And you're obviously not teaching yoga at like a Christian yoga studio. <laughs> like, what does that even look like for you in terms yeah. of your leading people through, uh, you know, through a, a flow, like how your faith kind of inspires that and what you believe. Um, yeah. How, how does that kind of inform like how you teach? So, so the Christ centered yoga practice that I have like, that I've kind of um, come up with or created is really a mindfulness practice. It's a moving meditation. And I think what I, you know, what I've come to learn is that a lot of times we don't even realize how much tension and stress we're holding in our bodies. We don't even realize how much noise is in our minds based on, you know, whatever's going on in our lives, whatever media we're consuming, there's all this noise. And I find that when you give yourself that time to meditate, to move your body, it clears away all this junk and really allows you to, um, focus on God's message for you. Uh, it allows you to focus on your prayer. And it just, for me, really helps to open up those lines of communication. Um, and I think that probably will look a little bit different for everyone, but that's kind of the beauty of yoga is that you can make it work for you the way that you want it to. And so for me, being a Christian, but also being a yoga teacher at a, at a non-religious yoga studio. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Cause I think a lot of the sermons that we hear um, on Sunday from you, those messages literally end up translating into what I share in my class for that week. And it's, you know, when I'm in, when I'm teaching the class, I'm not, I'm not preaching to anyone, um, you know, without their consent. I don't want to suddenly, you know, just jump into that and scare anyone away. But my hope is that by sharing these ideas and themes with people who may or may not be Christians, and for the ones who maybe, maybe are not Christians, mm -hmm. that someday if they have the opportunity to encounter Jesus, like really encounter him, yeah. and they learn and hear all these amazing things about him, that these ideas are not foreign to them, that there's some sort of familiarity and comfort in these themes. Um, so thanks for having great sermons. <laughs> it helps me teach my classes. <laughs> I still, a couple weeks ago when you led that Christ-centered yoga flow, and I had no idea you were going to do this, um, but you started like breaking down things from the sermon that I had preached. And uh, I was like so blown away. I was like, well, this is awesome. One, because I, I don't, I never know if people actually like listen to what I say, you know? So I was, touched. I was like, wow, someone actually remember what I talked about. Uh, but the way yeah. that like incorporated that into your flow uh, and the way that you took those messages and, and made them your own, and spoke them and shared them in such a genuine, authentic way and gentle way. It was such a powerful thing. So I think that's Thank a you. gift. That's a gift. So you let me know when you want to preach on a Sunday. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, my God. We'll see. We'll see. Let's, Let's talk have, off camera. <laughs> we can have everybody bring a yoga mat to church. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. It's, you know, that actually reminds me. Um, I also don't know if people know this, but uh, for all the listeners and viewers out there, the first time I ever met Pastor Royce, I didn't know he was a pastor. I met him at uh, Daybreak, The Wake before it became Daybreaker. So a yoga. Right. 
a yoga dance party, early morning um, That's crazy. dance party, yoga event. And I, uh, I was introduced to him and there's, you know, someone introduced me and they were like, oh, this is Royce. Um, and then I remember later on coming to Com Common Good when we were still called Marketplace and seeing Royce and being like, I met that guy at a, at a dance party yoga event. Oh my gosh. That yeah. Wow. That's and like so, super cool. But now, totally now the cat's out of the bay because I was trying to keep that on the low. I didn't want people knowing, <laughs> knowing that I threw yoga parties. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, to be a pastor now. <laughs> we can cut that out. We can cut it out. <laughs> you know what's awesome? When you told me that when you started working at the six, and then remember there was that season or that period of time where you couldn't go to church services? Yeah. Because you had to teach on a Sunday. I was so blown away though when you when you started that class on Sundays and you I, didn't you call it Sunday service? Yeah, that was, like, that was before Kanye West right did it. Like he ripped it from you, right? I know, I know. <laughs> Jeez, and you know what's funny is they still call the Sunday classes on Sunday at the studio. They call them Sunday service still. So dope. Yeah, and there was a there was a there was a weekend where um, all the music was from Kanye's new Jesus is King album, and you know it was it was just really cool. It was like these worlds just intersecting. That's so good. Well, I mean, we always talk about that idea, right? That church, and, and you mentioned it earlier. That church is so much more than what happens in a church building mm -hmm. or in a, a church worship service, right? And I think God and and God's Spirit can infuse. Uh, any space, right? And uh, totally. it, the reality is, is that God's spirit lives in us, those of us who, you know, are believers. And so that's so awesome that wherever you're going, um, whether it's a church Christian function or not, mm -hmm. like you're taking God into that space and totally. um, and you're able to kind of live that out in a, an authentic way that at the end of the day, right, whether or not you're preaching at somebody or not, that I think they're hearing the truths and the messages of God in his yeah. heart, right? Which is such a totally. powerful thing. So it's so important. And I, I actually had a student, um, who reached out to me, um, just the other day and she wanted to communicate to me and give me a message of encouragement. Cause she had, you know, she had seen what I had posted on Instagram about having a tough week. Um, and she reached out to me and wanted to let me know that, um, even before she knew I was a Christian, she had come to take my class at the studio. And she said that when she took my class, she knew that something was different. And she, you know, of course, yeah, didn't know I was a Christian. I didn't, I wasn't telling people this, but she told me that she turned to her boyfriend and was saying, there's something different about this class. There's something different about this person. Um, and then come to find out later that I was a believer. I think it really shocked her in a, in a really positive way. And so she just, you know, she called me to share the message of encouragement to say that, um, the vulnerability and the way that I was teaching in class really resonated with her. And she thinks it also resonates with a lot of other people who perhaps might be a little bit too shy to approach me um, and let me know what they're thinking. But she said that she really appreciated it. And so that was really, really affirming for me. That's so good. So when you're teaching a class, Jen, what's, um, you know, this is the Common Good podcast. And um, when you think about like what, what kind of your understanding when you think about this idea of common good and um, when you're teaching a class, how does even that understanding, your understanding of the common good um, kind of infuse uh, like what you're doing 
uh, when you're teaching your classes? Like what's kind of the, maybe the, mm. or the hopes that you're having? And I know you touched a little bit about like, you know, as people kind of open themselves up to maybe spiritual things, they might hear these mm -hmm. different messages. Um, but are there kind of other ways in which maybe in particular, as you think about the practice of like mindfulness and meditation, um, like, what do you, what are you hoping that people take away from your classes? Like, what, what do you think this mm. is doing for them? Um, whether it's a spiritual mm. thing or not, like, are there other kind of aspects and facets to that? I think if there was one takeaway that I would want my students to have, it would just be that uh, where they are is enough in this moment. And I think the importance of meeting other people where they're at in their journey. And this can, you know, this can apply to someone's faith journey. This can apply to someone's uh, yoga journey. It's just letting them know that it's okay if you're not sure about something. It's okay if you still have questions. Um, it's okay if you disagree. And I think yeah. for me coming into um, – common good that was one really powerful thing that helped me decide to accept jesus is because people in my co-op were telling me it's okay if we read a bible verse and you tell us that you have no idea what any of it means yet i had never felt that sort of um unconditional love and acceptance before someone telling me like in that sense if you still have questions about God and Jesus, if you are not sure whether you agree with something, that's okay, and we want to hear it. Um, so I think common good um, with that as one of our biggest strengths as we continue to grow, I think that we'll really have the ability to reach people in a way that church hasn't before, um, to be able to start dialogues and discussions that maybe people haven't felt able to um, before. And at least that's my hope, because I think I that was, um, yeah, it was really powerful for me to experience that. Yeah, that's so good. So encouraging, super encouraging. Um, I want to talk, I know we're kind of running out of, running out of time. No. <laughs> I want to I talk about, um, maybe speak to... We're, we're in this crazy season right now, right? We find ourselves in just very unprecedented times. And mm -hmm. um, while there's this global health pandemic, people are sheltered in place, stuck at their homes. Mm -hmm. um, man, I don't know. Like, what are... I'd love to know someone that is, uh, you know, someone that's in your position and who takes yoga and meditation and mindfulness seriously how do you think those principles are particularly applicable or relevant to maybe how those of us who are struggling in the season, like how can some of those things help us stay sane? Like are there specific practices that you're engaging in on a week to week, day to day basis? And I don't know, what are some maybe encouragement uh, that you might have some advice, practical advice that you would have for our listeners right now um, who find themselves struggling uh, in the season. Uh, how might mm -hmm. yoga, mindfulness, <laughs> kind of specifically be helpful? You know, I I wish I could say that I had it down like real good, but you know, as a yoga teacher, I think people sometimes are surprised to learn that I still get really stressed out. Sometimes I still get really down in my feelings and I maybe, um, you know, come off a little more short in my responses to someone. Uh, and so just know that this is an imperfect process. And I, 
I think people, or at least I hope people are starting to realize that taking care of your health uh, during this time is, is more than just washing your hands and distancing yourself from others, but it's taking care of, you know, your mind, your body, and your soul. Um, there are these three pieces that are so, so interconnected with one another. And we know that they don't operate independently of one another. If, you know, if you're not taking care of your soul, but it affects your mind and your body and, you know, all of these, all these other chain reactions. Um, and so I think one thing, one of many things that I try to do um, is to just be aware of how you feel throughout the day or, or the week. Just giving yourself that time to reflect and check in and then also process those feelings. Um, allowing yourself to feel the feelings, whether they are um, feelings like joy hope, hopefulness, uh, or gratitude, or even if they're uncomfortable feelings like apprehension, uh, disappointment, or doubt. Um, you know, it's as simple as waking up in the morning and looking out the window and then asking yourself, how, how do I feel? Or um, after you've been sitting at a desk or standing at a desk or sitting, at a, sitting on your couch all day, asking yourself, how do I feel? And where do I feel it? Um, but also knowing that like being healthy and taking care of your well-being doesn't mean striving for, for perfection all the time, which is not possible. Um, but recognizing that it's okay if you're feeling drained and you don't really feel like working out that day. It's okay if you know you maybe don't remember to pray every day. I don't know if that's okay. I would say it's okay if you don't remember to. But knowing that um, the consistency the consistency over perfection, consistency over time is is a habit that either eventually benefits you or, or doesn't benefit you. And so um, if you can do anything, I would say to find consistency that uh, in something that you will be thankful for in the future. And um, I, you know, that that might not be as a as practical and easy to do um, for, for some people, you know, they might, I think people might be saying like, well, that sounds great, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. What does that even look like? And so there's actually like, there's actually three very practical things um, that I do for myself. And that I also recommend when people ask um, number one is to create a space uh, in your home for yourself that feels like a sanctuary. Um, somewhere that you can retreat to. And this doesn't have to be an entire room. It can be a corner somewhere in your house. Um, you know, you gather some items to bring with you that either give you a sense of happiness or calm. And maybe this is your Bible. Maybe it is a candle, um, a photo of your family, and a soft pillow or blanket, just these things that like bring you a sense of comfort. And, you know, place them and arrange them in this little spot, this little area that is yours to come to whenever you need a moment to feel uplifted or recharged, um, a place where you can pray and meditate, even if you're only there for one minute. Um, yeah. That's good. And so I think for me, that's that, yeah, it's been a really helpful thing. And so the second thing, the second practical thing is to move your body every day, even if it's just for five minutes, five minutes of stretching, five minutes of walking, 
Uh, sometimes we get so caught up in what we're doing that we don't even feel like we have five minutes to spare, but we really do. We really do have five minutes to spare. Um, and then kind of the last, the last thing, um, which could potentially tie into the first two is to do one thing every day that is just for you. And whether that is making a cup of coffee with your favorite creamer in it and then just enjoying it, um, eating a, a nourishing meal that you really love, uh, or taking a few extra minutes in the shower um, or taking a bath if you have time to do that. Um, it can even be just finally watching your favorite show on Netflix, like big or small, do something for yourself that brings you a little bit of joy and satisfaction because the effect that it has on your soul uh, is so incredible. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. Those are good. Those <laughs> are good three. Look at that. You're preaching already. You had three points. That's a three <laughs> right there. I love, it. I love it. Those are so good. I hope our listeners really take that. I'm going to take some of those things uh, certainly to, to my week, to my day. And uh, I love that. Uh, and I just love how you talked about just giving yourself grace, right? Of uh, mm-hmm. like, it's not about perfection. Um, I was thinking about preaching a sermon, progress over perfection. And um, yeah. I talked about that, right? This idea of like, because yeah. I think sometimes we get so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up and that doesn't help us at the end of the day. Like that's only going to mm-hmm. make us feel more discouraged. It's only going to make us feel more down on ourselves. And so I think, uh, like you said, right, giving ourselves space to, to be gracious towards ourselves and to realize that, you know, this is more of a marathon mm-hmm. than it is a sprint, right? And that's why totally. these like daily habits and these daily practices can really be beneficial, even though they seem so small, right? Because in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, as you build into the, the as you build in those habits, they're going to help you in the long run. So exactly, so good. Well, Jen, we gotta man, we gotta cut this short. We got we gotta <laughs> we gotta end this convo. Uh, maybe we'll pick it up again for another episode in the future. Uh, but Jen, okay. thank you so much. Thanks so much for hanging out, taking time just to share your story, your heart, your journey, and some of these real practical things that I think are going to be super helpful for people, especially right now uh, in this crazy season Ooh. that we're in. So, I hope so. <laughs> um, hey, where, where can people find you if they have questions, if they want to follow up with you? You're on IG. Is that like the best place to reach you in terms of yeah. classes? Where to, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, you guys can either find me on Facebook, um, probably through the uh, Common Good Facebook group page. Just find me through there. And you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Liu. Um, there's a random vowel missing of out of that name. So just type it in. I'm sure you'll find it. There's no E, right? <laughs> there's no second E. There's only a first E, which is really frustrating for some people and for me at times. But regular Jennifer Liu was already taken with all the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get creative. I know. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jen. And uh, to those listening to our audience, thanks so much for again for tuning in and being a part of the conversation. Uh, I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you're blessed. And uh, I hope that there's going to be some things uh, that you took away from this conversation uh, that are really going to uh, help you. Uh, especially as you try to navigate this season. So, um, hey, know this, you're not in, you're, you're not in this alone, uh, that we're in it together. If there's anything that we could do as a community, uh, reach out, let us know. But uh, we're going to get through this together. So uh, God bless you. Uh, we're going to hopefully have uh, some more 
conversations in the coming weeks. And so look out for those. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe to it, like it, uh, share it with a friend. What else are we supposed to do with these things? Um, I think I think that's it. Those are those. Yeah. Start with that. Yep. So hey, thanks again so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Stay home, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> it's the rat. It's the rat.